0: In the name of the one true God, who is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I hope that you can hear me. I hope that the sound is good. As we know, it isn't always so. Well, it was earlier this month. Father Neil invited me to give the homily tonight. When I got the emails, like, wow! What an honor, you know, to preach on the, the most sacred, wonderful service of the whole church here. And then I thought about it a few more minutes, and I said, you know, with honor comes responsibility. So you better know what you're doing, Alan. I um, just about right about then started to pray. I said, Lord, this is a great honor that Father Neal has given me. And I, I know what I want to say, but I'm not quite sure how. And, and who am I to tell the people that night about something about the resurrection of Jesus that they don't already know? So I'm perplexed. You know. I said, can you help me? Well, as I told a group of people over here couple mornings ago God always hears our prayers and He always answers them but sometimes not right away and sometimes not really what you want to hear but that's a good thing isn't it? I mean we don't want God to be kind of a prayer ATM you know give me what I want right now and what I want what kind of a God would He be? Don't we say Thy will be done? After a couple of days of not really getting the nudge you know I started to kind of worry. But then I got my answer from God. And it, of all places it happened in a doctor's office at Albany Medical Center. I'm sorry I'm going to have to mix a little bit of personal testimony into this or the point I'm trying to make won't really make much sense. We're at the doctor's office of the surgeon who operated on Deacon Mary Carroll. I know all you know what's been going on with her for the past year. First in June they said she's got pneumonia and it wasn't going away and then in September we found out no it's lung cancer and guess what we have to take your lung out. So it has been a long year. a tough winter. We spent I don't know how many days in different hospitals and different doctors offices and she got x-rays and she got CAT scans and PET scans and whatever scans and uh, chemotherapy and it took a lot out of her and then she had this very risky surgery but she survived it and glad to say that she's doing well. So the occasion of this day that I'm talking about was a follow-up with this surgeon. And we went and saw him, and he examined her, and he went over all her tests, and he said, you're doing fabulous. I know you want to be well right now, but it's going to take time. It's going to take a while, so be patient. You'll get there. And then uh, when he got done patting her on the back, He said, now, do either of you have any questions? I said, yes, doctor, if you don't, I have one. I said, on the scale of importance, it's very low. But um, I did want to ask you something. You see, between her illness of the past year and the COVID, the year before that, we really haven't gone anywhere except maybe, you know, the Adirondack Mountains. And so I was wondering, oh, I've got to back up. She has to have another year of immunotherapy and and chemotherapy. It's going to take a long time. But we didn't know that. We thought this was the end. The surgery is done and that's it. And I said, not knowing that we were going to have this further uh, medicine stuff, procedures. uh, I went ahead and I made a couple of reservations, one for a couple nights in Niagara Falls in May, and another one in Cape Cod in August, and I said, we didn't know you were going to hit us with this, but can we kind of work around the, the chemo and the, the uh, therapies and the things she's going to have for the coming year? Well, I was expecting him to say, oh no, sorry, you can't go. The, the, uh, medicine comes first. But to my surprise he said absolutely you can go on these trips. And he said we, meaning the the team of four specialists, we want you to do this. The last thing we want is for you, he's pointing at her now, the last thing we want is for you to stay home in your living room, in your recliner watching TV, or in your bed feeling sorry for yourself and just being happy that you're alive we don't want you to just be happy that you're alive we want you to live and i on the way home I'm driving and I said God answered me because that's what Jesus wants for us this whole holy week he's been talking about how he wants us to live he doesn't want us to be content with things of the world he wants us to follow him to love each other, to love Him, both and enjoy this life and the life to come. As a friend of mine says, the right now life and the not yet life. See, the kingdom of God is, it's here, but it's also coming. Because with God, as we heard in the Genesis reading tonight, He created time, or invented time, however you want to say it. So it's here, and it's coming. And he wants us not to just be happy to be alive. He wants us to live. He wants us to enjoy his creation. He's probably thinking, yeah, go enjoy those Niagara Falls, and go to that ocean, and go up to the mountains, and you know, enjoy the sunsets, and the, and the sunrises, and the, uh, the birds, and the animals, and each other. I have to admit I, I got caught in this too. I, I was just so thankful, I still am, that she's still with us and he didn't take her. But that's not enough, is it? I've got to just get over that. I'm glad she's alive. I got to live too. We all have to live. And we have to just love this life that he's given us plus the one that he's going to give us. So I'm pledging from tonight forward to live, and I hope that you will do the same. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.